ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, June 5th. How was your weekend, everyone? This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, set to kick off your drive home. We'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to get into today. NBA Finals last night. Game two was a fun one to watch. Series is tied up all now at one game apiece. We've got Stanley Cup action coming up tonight. Game two of the series between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. So we'll get into that with you as well. And, you know, we've got baseball coming up tonight. Not only the Pirates in action. And we'll have that game for you. That's set for 640, taking on the A's. And we'll have it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got Kentucky baseball. Now, if you've been listening all this weekend on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, you've been following along with Kentucky Wildcats. It's an elimination game tonight. Kentucky versus Indiana. It's going to be 5.45 p.m. And again, that's on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. West Virginia and Kentucky on Sunday. That was the matchup I wanted in the winner's bracket. We got it in an elimination game. And let me preface this by saying uh, there was a lot made out of nothing as far as how the teams were accommodated, there was just a lot of things happening in the Lexington area. So Kentucky had to make some special accommodations for the players. And there was a lot made of that. Fans got a little testy with each other on social media. Imagine that. Kentucky and West Virginia fans not getting along. Imagine that. So it got a little testy out there. But when it came to the elimination game, I thought, hey, we're going to see a really good game. No, we did not see a really good game. Instead, Kentucky eliminated West Virginia 10 to nothing. And so that set up Kentucky to play Indiana in the evening game. And this was an elimination game for Kentucky. The Wildcats had to win this game to stay alive. So what happens? They trounce Indiana 16 to 6 to force the game tonight. So Kentucky, in two games on Sunday, scored 26 runs. That's amazing. 26 runs, two games. Now, hopefully, for their sake, they left a little bit in the gas tank. Again, that's coming up tonight. 545, looking forward to it, on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. And then right after that, we're going to jump into the Stanley Cup We'll have that for you as well, and we'll try to join that in progress also on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. A couple of congratulations need to go out in Class AAA. We've got the Cabell Midland Knights winning the state baseball championship, defeating Hedgesville 11-8. So congratulations to the Knights on that victory. And then in the Class AA championship, shout out to Winfield beating Kaiser 3 to nothing. We always have to give a shout-out to Winfield. Prior to uh, me going alone in this show, doing it solo, our co-host, Woody Woodrum, would talk about Winfield for 20 minutes. 
So I can't do that any justice. I can't go 20 minutes talking about Winfield, but I can congratulate them beating Kaiser 3 to nothing and winning the AA championship. Maybe we'll get Woody in here sometime. He could go 20 or 30 minutes talking about Winfield as he is a proud general. So what do we got in store for you tonight? Well, we'll get your text in, obviously, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get into what happened with the NBA Finals last night, look ahead to the Stanley Cup. we got to talk Hall of Fame as well as the, the ballots out. And we knew this already. So for the national media maybe started to pick up on this a little bit because the ballot came out officially. Randy Moss is on the ballot and also one of the all-time greats in my mind in martial athletics, Chris Parker, on the ballot. So we'll get into that, but we will do that coming up. I want to get your text in. Don't forget, let's open this thing up. It's Monday. Get it off your chest. 304-396-TALK, 304 304- 396-8255. We've also got Twitter for you. Sometimes you just can't listen to the show live and you want to comment, or you just like Twitter and you want to post it there. You can do so. You can join me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Again, on Twitter at Paul Swan. So you've got all the information you need now. You can be a part of the program at any time. The text line is open. The social media line is open. We'll get started when we continue with your texts, your tweets, and we'll run down everything we've got for you on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304 396-8255. Program note, Pirates baseball coming up tonight, 640, taking on the A's. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Brewers beat the Reds 5-1 yesterday. Series wraps up tonight, 710 at Great American Ballpark. And in Atlantic League action, it was high point defeating Charleston 6-3 to in Sunday baseball action. Well, we knew it was going to happen. The ballot's out, and we knew it was going to happen. Randy Moss would be on the ballot. Marshall University earlier nominating him, putting him in on the ballot. Basically, there's a requirement that limits how many people can get on the ballot, how many people are eligible. And Randy met the criteria, so Marshall University put Randy on the list, and now he's on the ballot. And so Randy Moss making his first appearance on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Chris Parker is already on the ballot. Now, they're both listed as divisional player candidates because their careers began in FCS. Then it was Division I AA. It's now FCS, but they're divisional players. And I think that's going to cause Randy to get overlooked a little bit. I've seen several media releases on this, several news stories, and I think Brett McMurphy acknowledged that Randy Moss was on the list. I haven't seen too many other outlets when reporting this mention that Randy Moss was on the list. And I would think 
Randy's stature as one of the all-time greats, right? Would get a little bit more notoriety, a little bit more national press, but I haven't seen that much. Hopefully when the voters look at the ballot and see Randy Moss's name there, there's just an automatic, yeah, check, it's Randy Moss. He's the player that you you cite most. When you talk about martial athletics, you cite Randy Moss the most. Chad Pennington's probably up there. Byron Leftwich is up there. But you cite Randy Moss. For college football fans, Chris Parker would be up there. But Randy definitely would be your headliner here. If you're talking about martial football, you're talking about martial athletics, you're talking about Randy Moss. So I didn't see much love today from the national releases, but both of them are on the ballot. And here's how it goes. How do you get on this thing? Well, you know, the school's got to nominate you pretty much. But there, and this is according to the release today, there are more than 5.62 million people having the distinct honor of playing college football. And only 1,074 players have been inducted. And that should be the way it is. It's the Hall of Fame for college athletics. And so there are a lot of great college football players. Yeah, no question, a lot of great college football players. There are a lot of players who mean a lot to a lot of people at institutions across the country, including Marshall. Your favorite player might not be a Hall of Famer. doesn't minimize what they meant to you and the impact they had, but it's a very short list. So only 1,074 players have been inducted. So here's the requirement. you got to be a first-team All-American. So there's about 1,500 individuals, according to the release, who are even eligible. So not that many people can claim to be eligible for this. So if you're on the list, you're pretty much one percenter. Is that fair to say? Absolutely one percenter. So there won't be a run of, okay, let's just get this person nominated or let's get this player nominated. There are a lot of players that have a lot going for them. But sometimes if you're if you're not regarded at the time as being a first-teamer when it comes to these lists, then your pathway to the College Football Hall of Fame is not necessarily going to be an easy one. You're not going to get in. Doesn't mean you don't go on to have a great career, or it doesn't mean you don't go on to have great success, maybe even in football at the next level. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Come on, let's let's be honest. Tim Tebow, for example, tremendous college football player, right? Tremendous, tremendous. Not exactly going to go down in history for having a, a prolific NFL career. Randy Moss will go down having a prolific NFL career and having a substantial impact on college football. And so the press release goes out today and they include a capsule. Let me read to you the capsule. This is the bio because there are a lot of people nominated on this thing. So here's the capsule. Randy Moss, Marshall wide receiver, kick returner, 
two-time first-team All-American in 1996 at both wide receiver and kick returner, leading Marshall to a 15-0 record and an FCS national championship. 1997, unanimous first-team All-American, Belitnikoff winner and Heisman Trophy finalist in the Herd's first FBS season. 1997 MAC Offensive Player of the Year, who set the NCAA record for single-season touchdown receptions at 26. So, I'm going to clue you in. When you look at these bios, there are going to be players there that you might recognize if you're voting. You you might know that name, and especially at the divisional level. You might see a player like, yeah, I think I know that player. And so... The capsule bio is going to give you some significance here. I mean, Randy's got a pretty good one, right? He was a Bolitnikoff winner, Heisman Trophy finalist, All-American in 1996, All-American in 1997, went undefeated final year at Marshall, 1AA side, and then MAC Offensive Player of the Year. So pretty good resume, right? I think Randy gets in just on the – basis alone that it's Randy Moss and he had prolific numbers is he a first team ballot winner that's a question right there will he get in on the first ballot if you're Randy Moss and if you don't get in on the first ballot how do you react to that if you're a Marshall fan and you see Randy Moss is on the ballot and he doesn't get in on the first try how do you react to that there's got to be something wrong, right? If Randy Moss doesn't get in first time, first try on the ballot, he'd automatically have to get in, right? You would think. I know we're we're a little biased here on this show. We're a little biased here in these parts, but I would think he would be an automatic first ballot winner. Here he is, Randy Moss, check, automatic. And then a guy that I hope gets in is Chris Parker. Now, I'm a Chris Parker fan. I'm a little older than some Herd fans. I'm a little younger than a lot of Herd fans. So I'm in that sweet spot where growing up, going to college at Marshall, going to school, Chris Parker was there. And his capsule bio is 1995 first-team All-American pick Member of 1992 National Championship team, leading Marshall back to national title game in 93 and 95. We're going to forget 94 even happened. Of course, indicating that those were national runner-up years. Recorded 31 games with at least 100 yards rushing en route to finishing career with 5,924 rushing yards and 68 touchdowns. And again, He's on the divisional player list. He's a candidate for the divisional side. And he hasn't gotten in yet. How many running backs are there at the divisional level that have done more than Chris Parker? Absolutely want to know. When I look at this list tonight, I'm going to really break it down a little bit more. I didn't have a chance to get into the weeds too much on this thing. I was just making sure that, okay, there's Randy, there's there's Parker. I needed to know where those guys were at. But 
when you look at the bios and you look at the ballot, and again, I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I am biased. I have no objectivity here. None. Because, obviously, you, you take these jobs, these jobs in media, and you, and you hope to be you know, objective and not really biased. And sometimes that works for you in a career, and sometimes that absolutely doesn't. You know, as you get, uh, as you get up the uh, list here. You go national, you can get away with that a little bit more. Here, you know, no, it's okay. I can be biased. Uh, here's, here's the um, – also, by the way, uh, here's the FBS coaches' capsules. Uh, Larry Blakeney is on the list. Jim Carlin's on the West. He was at West Virginia from 1966 to 69. Larry Coker is on the list. You remember Larry, right? That's a that's a big name there. Tommy Tuberville is on the list. So here are the players that are at the divisional level. I'm just going to scan and see if there's anybody that really stands out here. Um, and again, you look at some of these players, and it's like, okay, uh, Ashley Ambrose, Mississippi Valley State defensive back. There's a player from Wofford. There's a player from Middle Tennessee, uh, Joe Campbell, when, when Middle Tennessee was divisional. And I'm looking to see if there's any names that I recognize here. Um, so far, not really. So if I'm looking at this list thinking, okay, who am I voting for? You go down the list and go, okay, let's see who's who do I vote for. I got to vote. And I scroll down and I see, okay, I really don't recognize any of these guys. And then I get to my guy, Randy Moss. And I have to go past Robert Morris, who's a defensive end at Georgetown, before I get to Randy's name. And I don't see too many people on this list that have, like, Okay, I get to Chris Parker's capsule, and then I get to the next one, which is a running back. It's Alonzo Patterson from Wagner. Two-time first-team All-American selection, 81-82. to Finished fourth on the NCAA leading rusher list for all divisions in 1981. Leading Division Three with 1,487 yards. Three-time ECAC Player of the Year. Okay, that sounds impressive, but again, I'm a little biased here if I was picking... You know, I might say, okay, I'm definitely taking Chris Parker. I don't know if I'm taking that guy. But there's going to be that kind of scrutiny, I'm sure, when you look at all of these names. Some people are going to go by and just scroll and see, oh, hey, there's Randy Moss, and then and put Randy's name down. It might be harder for Chris Parker. You have to probably really dive into this. You have to really follow college football. You have to maybe be a little bit more aware of Marshall if you're a voter. And Chris has been on the ballot for a while. So hopefully Chris finally gets inducted and gets voted in. Randy, I would think he's a first ballot selection. He would have to be, right? I don't see him 
being looked over. And if he is, that well, that that's the story right there. It's not, it's not if Randy gets in, it's when. That's probably going to be a big story. So if he gets looked over, I'm going to be really interested to see the names that get in ahead of him. After, now that he's on the ballot, I would have to imagine he's going to be the first guy that most people looking at those selections recognizes and, and easy to vote. Okay, Randy Moss. Of course, a lot of the national media today was paying attention to Michael Vick, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Suggs, along the names that came up in a lot of the media, a lot of the news stories today. I didn't see too many outlets focusing on the divisional selections. Maybe they'll catch on. Once somebody looks at the divisional names, and oh, hey, Randy Moss is here. Maybe that will click with a few people writing these stories. I'm sure a lot of people, when they get this press release, they look at, okay, who's in the major college category here? Okay, here are the big notable names. Let's write the story down. And a lot of people have probably, and I'm not talking about the big names that follow college athletics. I'm just talking about news departments, sportscasters all across the country. How many of them are looking at the divisional candidates? Someone's probably going to have to point out, hey, Randy Moss is on this list for this to be a little bit of a bigger deal on a national scale. And I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure somebody will go, oh, Randy Moss. And then it'll get the buzz that I'm sure a lot at a lot of people at Marshall are hoping it will generate. Hey, well, Randy Moss generating that buzz. He's a he's a candidate for the Hall of Fame. And then if he gets in, if he shows up and decides to accept the honor in person, that'll generate a lot of buzz for Marshall as well, I'm sure. Our text line's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. There was one player I missed on the divisional list that we need to make note of. Chris George from Glenville State, wide receiver. You remember Chris? Two-time first-team All-American selection, four-time WVIAC pick. He led Glenville State to Division II National Playoffs in 1993 and 94. Member of two conference championship teams and held nine national records by career end. So that is the capsule for Chris George in the divisional ranks. We'll take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's a pretty substantial list as far as the uh, the players that are on the – it's the FBS player capsules is what they, they call them. Like Aaron Beasley's on the list from West Virginia. He's probably worthy of being on the list. Tim Couch is on the list. 
That's all I heard about. In the 90s about Kentucky, Tim Couch. He was definitely a spark for that program. But, of course, you know, some of the big names are going to get a lot of love, of course. And I'm mentioning, you know, Larry Fitzgerald again. I'm mentioning Michael Vick again. I'm mentioning Terrell Suggs. Those are going to be the the big names that really get a lot of love. I mean, Ryan Leaf is on the list. James Laurinaitis, Ohio State, is on the list on the ballot. Marshawn Lynch is on the ballot. That's a huge name right there. Would Kent Norton Jr. be a huge name for you? I would say so. Takeo Spikes, of course, is a name for me. I would think, though, if you're looking at this list, guys like Vic got to get in. Michael Vic gets in first, uh, you know, first ballot Randy Moss, hopefully. And then you look at some of these other names and you think, okay, Vic gets in, Fitzgerald's got to get in, Terrell Suggs has got to get in. It, it's just, it just has to happen, right? It makes perfect sense. But, again, when has voting ever made perfect sense? Because it's not subjective to the degree. I'll take you back. Remember when Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get in as a unanimous pick? Who doesn't pick Ken Griffey Jr.? Who doesn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr.? Seriously. This isn't like the Heisman where, okay, I have to pick the one, the number one guy, and then I got to pick the number two guy, and then I get to pick the number three guy. Okay. I get I get to make some choices here, but it's not that all these quarterbacks or all these players that are eligible aren't good. It's just I got to narrow it down to one. So, when you see a, an all-time great show up on your ballot and you think, you know what, I'm not going to vote for that guy. I'm not going to pick him. He shouldn't be unanimous. It's, it's a flawed process, to say the least. Again, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't vote for Randy Moss on this thing. But if he doesn't get in, that means a lot of people didn't. But I don't think that's going to be a, a, an issue. I think people will scroll down this list and go, Randy Moss, oh, that's an easy one. Chris Parker, you might have to convince some people on. Just because I don't know if Chris has the notoriety and the name value and recognition that obviously Randy Moss does. Parker meant a lot to Marshall. Parker did a lot of amazing things. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to convince a lot of voters. Maybe they've never seen Chris Parker before in their life, never heard the name Chris Parker until they scroll this ballot. And then you have Randy Moss, which if you follow football, you've heard of Randy Moss. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got NBA Finals action to talk about. Game two, I almost didn't watch this. Thought, you know, Denver might just roll them. And for a while, it looked like it was going to go that way. But Miami Heat come back and win game two, 111-108. to Series is now tied at one game apiece. First home loss in the postseason for Denver. 
that's saying something. So Miami's got some life now. I mean, it was a good game. It was fun to watch, but at the end of the day, 41 points and four assists from Nikola Jokic is not enough. Let me read that to you again. 41 points from Nikola Jokic. Not enough. Game three, Wednesday. We'll have it for you on our sister station for sure, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. But it was an impressive fourth quarter comeback. Miami overcame an eight-point deficit in the fourth quarter, outscored the Nuggets 36-25 to in the final 12 minutes. And that's despite Nikola scoring again. 41 points, with 18 of those points coming in the third quarter. Jokic became the first NBA center in history to accumulate over 500 points and 100 assists in a single postseason. And we act like we're surprised. A lot of people maybe have not watched Denver all year long, and this is becoming something that they're discovering. 41 points. Wait till he really goes off. And then, of course, we've got Stanley Cup action coming up, and that is going to be tonight. That's going to be a game where we join it in progress because we've got baseball action coming up tonight. The Pirates are in action. We'll have that for you, 6.40 our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And then on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40, we have got Kentucky and Indiana playing tonight at Kentucky Proud Park. It's going to decide the Lexington Regional. The game 5.45, that's right now for those of you keeping an eye on the clock on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3. And 1340. That's a good place to take our next break. We will come back, get your text in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. It's a Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment, our text line this hour. If you want to be a part of it, it's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Of course, our big story of the day, we've got the Hall of Fame ballot out. Randy Moss added to the ballot for consideration, induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. Chris Parker is there as well. And hopefully for Herd fans, you get them both in. If not... It's got to be a slam dunk for Randy Moss, right? I think that's the world we're living in right now. We can't even imagine or fathom the possibility that Randy Moss is not a first ballot selection into the College Football Hall of Fame. It seems like it's an automatic home run. So hopefully we're not talking about what happened. We're talking about when it's going to happen here the next few weeks. The text line again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Some Cincinnati Bengals news before we go. Uh, according to Jeremy Fowler, looks like Joe Mixon is going to be staying. There's a lot, of, a lot of speculation there that maybe Mixon would be a casualty. 
trying to have as much cap space as possible because the Bengals have got some contracts to sign real soon, and the Bengals obviously would like to keep their all-world quarterback, Joe Burrow, on the payroll. And, of course, you're going to have to pay him. This isn't one of those situations where you can just pay players anything you want and not have to worry about salary caps. This is a situation where you're going to have to balance all of this. And I think Burrow will get paid, but at the same time, the Bengals are trying to figure out the formula. And I have no doubt in my mind that they will get it done to make this team a contender for years to come. Can you believe it? We're actually talking about the Cincinnati Bengals as for years to come, a contender for the Super Bowl, not just the playoffs. Remember, if you're a long-suffering Bengals fan like me, and I know many of you are, we were just happy to get into the playoffs, right? We're just happy to get there. Yeah, the Bengals got in the playoffs. And then, after a while, we got a little tired of that. It's like, okay, yeah, the Bengals are getting into the playoff, but they're not winning. Got to do something to win a playoff game. And now it's not, okay, let's get in the playoffs and win a game. It's like, okay, we expect to be in the playoffs. We expect to be in the AFC championship game now and contending for a Super Bowl. This has just flipped over the last few years. I haven't seen this type of attitude ever, and I've been a long-standing, long-suffering Bengals fan, mind you. Absolutely. I'm a lifer. There has not been a single fluctuation on anything. I am a one NFL team guy. Now, granted, there were some teams that I enjoyed watching as a kid growing up. I liked the Chicago Bears to watch during that Super Bowl run. Yeah, that was fun. Of course, there are teams that I've always hated. I've always hated the 49ers. I have always, always despised them. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I like a lot of their players from the 70s, but I'm not going to be a fan. I mean, like, for example, I like Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, some of those guys. Yeah, I like those guys, but no, I'm never going to root for you. And then there's just the Cleveland Browns. I'll never have anything for them. And I think I I think I despise the Baltimore Ravens more so than almost any other team. The only other team that I think I despise almost as much was back in the day, the Houston Oilers. I was never a fan of the Houston Oilers. I don't know why. They just rubbed me wrong as a, as a, as a fan base, as a player group, as an organization. Just always rubbed me wrong. And so that's sort of carried over. Not a big fan of Tennessee. And actually, I don't think I'm really a big fan of too many NFL teams. I don't think there's like... Really, oh, hey, okay, I'm just going to watch this game and and root for one of these teams. No, I'll watch it for the entertainment value. But singular focus, I watch the Bengals for enjoyment, 
and everything else just for, yeah, okay, it's entertainment purposes. Completely. And I get so, I don't want to say annoyed. I get so sometimes perplexed. I'm not naming names, but I have people that I know. I have people that I work with. They have multiple teams in the same sport. Multiple teams. Not just one or two. Multiple teams. Absolutely. And it's it's like putting on a hat. Okay, this team's okay. I got this hat. I'm putting this back. Okay, I'm, I'm this. I'm this fan now. Absolutely. Again, not naming names. You think you you might know who I'm talking about? I'm not naming names, but he's not the only one. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter anytime you want to be a part of the show. It's at Paul Swan. We also podcast the show. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And it's absolutely free. Hit the like button. Sometimes it has a subscribe button. That's fine. Hit that. That's free as well. Whatever your podcast catcher looks like, hit the like, the follow, get the notifications, and you can download the show anytime. If you can't listen to it live, and we do it every day right here, 506 on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. So coming up here in a short bit, for those of you listening on the radio, we've got Pittsburgh Pirates baseball coming up. The Pirates in action, taking on the A's. We go on the air at 640. And again, that's right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Going on right now on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. There's an elimination game in the Lexington Regional. UK taking on Indiana, and that's set to get started from Kentucky Proud Park, and we've got that for you on Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40, and you can download the app if you want to listen to it on the stream, catsports933.com. So we've got you covered, whatever you want to do. And, of course, if you don't have the app, you can get it now, our app, Go to our website, wrvc.com. We've got the link. That'll link over to the store of your choice for your iPhone or your Android. It's totally free. You can download it. You can listen to the show live when we're on the air. You can also get podcasts right there within the app. So we've got it all for you on one convenient app. And if you don't want to use your phone, you don't want to listen to it on the website, Enable the Alexa skill. You can do that from the website as well. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone.